Welcome back to Harmony Beats Balance. I am Dana Mahina here with myself today, missing my beloved Sonia. Shout out, Sonia. I am interested in taking your dear Dana Mahina questions without the help of my co-captain because we're delayed a couple of weeks in answering your questions. And some that have come in are really tough, really important and mission critical. I want you to know that this show exists to make a difference and to teach the ways of compassion, starting with ourselves and then ideally out, 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 all the way out towards others, wherever they are, whomever they are, and wherever they may be. We need to love ourselves and one another. Love is the answer. So in honor of love, I'm going to ask myself your questions like a crazy person and answer your questions as best as I am able. So we're going to do three today in the time we've got. I've heard from a few recent listeners from the radio uh, simulcast, not the or dual cast, not the podcast, the radio show in particular on the islands of Hawaii, we know we air on Kauai on Sundays on 107.9 and on Saturdays on Shaka over on Oahu. And we are getting really good feedback around the Dear Dana Mahina episodes and people seem to want more. So today, here's more. First question comes in and I don't know, this one to me, Sonia, if you were here, you'd help me figure out, is this a question, a statement? What is this? So I'll read the statement and then I'll turn it into a question. The statement is, it appears when I look at you and your family on Instagram, you have a beautiful life. It's not always that easy. Dot, dot, dot. It's not always that easy. Uh, So the question is, if I get this wrong, DM me. And I'm not going to even name names or pretend to change your name. I'm just going to anonymized because that's coming from a deep place. Clearly my gut reaction, my truth telling is that the question is, it is too far of a bridge to cross from the appearance of where I am currently with my family, especially if you're looking at photos from where you are currently sitting. So the question might be, how do I get closer to the life I really want. And look, I don't always post happy, smiling paradise pictures. If you're following me on Instagram in particular, you know, I post a lot of things about struggles, life stuff, the harmony, which is absolutely going to beat balance every time. And that the harmony comes from making tough choices And there are days where those choices feel almost impossible. And on a day like that, don't make the choice. (laughs) Wait for a day where you feel better, stronger, more willing to step up and be courageous. So if you are struggling, this particular listener and other listeners, to get where you believe I am, I'll take ownership. Yes, I am in a really healthy, strong, solid blessed, fortunate place. I have had to work very, very hard to do it over all these years of almost 55 years on this planet. And it has come with a cost and it has come with a price. So let's talk about costs and let's talk about price. The cost you have to 
endure <laughs> is disappointing people, not yourself. If you're constantly disappointing yourself, you aren't going to get where you want to go. Whether it's having a life that appears to be the life that I have, okay, sure, I'm happy to be uh, a muse. It's not all pretty. If it's someone else's life you want, okay, great. We all need a picture or an image or a muse to try to follow or look up to. I would turn that camera back on yourself. Photograph in your own mind or look through your actual photographs. You know you have them. We all have so many on our phone. I don't understand that cloud thing. Where do they all go? Look back on your life. Take a mental or a physical perusal through your photos. Take a walk. Walk about your photos. And search for happy times where you were feeling harmoniously integrated across work, family, friends, community, your own well-being. And those are the highlights. That's your highlight reel of the movie of your life. More of that equals good. Less of that equals bad. Start where you are and then look up to the sky or to the stars and try to figure out what is the path. This is the price you're going to have to pay to get there. Do I have to make a career change or am I constantly talking about how bad it is at work? I'm so close to retirement, yeah? The person I work with is miserable and they treat me like shit. I can handle it for three more years. You may have to pay the price of hard change and tough decisions to get where you want to go. You may also look back at where you've been and realize it's more of those simple happy times, joyful, harmonious times, that if there were more of those, that would be enough cost to say no to things and disappoint people occasionally in order to get the trade-off of those happy, harmonious times. If what you want is big, it's really a stretch, a reach for the stars kind of a life, then you will have to actually pay the price and bear the cost. You know, on this show, we just keep it real. And it's not always unicorns and rainbows. I, I pray it is at some point at your life where you realize that was an easy day. That was an easy moment. That was an easy decision. So the best I can do as Dana Mahina is simplify. Others do it for me and let me do it for you. Simplify and start disappointing people. That's my best advice. Okay, the second question, this one is a question. Thank you. Shout out, Casey. Uh, this is a question. Okay, so I'm doing really well at work. Yet, <laughs> I want more. How do I get there? So the challenge with these kinds of questions, I'm laughing as I'm reading it, is you aren't specific enough for me. So let me be clear with you. When you DM me, I need specifics. I don't need you to break confidentiality. Don't tell me where you work or the person's name that's giving you a hard time or any of those things. I don't know what more means. Does more mean a promotion? Does more mean harder work because you're bored? Does more mean uh, you want to expand your work to be in other parts of the company? 
Does more mean you want to leave? I don't know what more means. So instead of answering your question, Casey, you need to come back to me with specifics. And then I promise, promise, promise. And I've done this before. I'll answer on air. I'm actually going to teach you all how to be more specific. When you're questioning someone who you want advice from, you want support from, it's a family member or a friend, it's your pastor, it's your neighbor, it's your mother-in-law, it's your best friend. Be as specific as you possibly can be, or they will answer the wrong question. I promise you they will answer the wrong question. And here's what sucks about that. You've just wasted their time and your own. Both of your time was wasted. Nothing got solved. It's frustrating to hear the wrong answer. It was actually the wrong question. So take some ownership and some responsibility This is the wake up and put your big girl and big boy pants on show today. Take responsibility. And if you're going to ask someone for time, advice, and support, make sure you're very, very, very clear about what you're struggling with and what you want. And in some cases, uh, this is helpful for marriage and partnerships. Say what you don't want. Be clear. Be very clear. (laughs) I'm thinking about my own marriage. Sorry, Darren Laakea. When you know I just want listening and venting, we can limit the time. However, that's all I want. When I actually want advice and I say, what do you think? I'm doing a terrible job. Push me back. Push me back. Way back. Sounds like cheerleading. And I encourage you listeners in relationships at work and home, push each other back. If your partner isn't asking a question you can answer, don't try to read their mind. It doesn't work. It's unfair. There's 8,000 books about the topic. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus, all that crap. Just simplify and be clear. Be clear, concise, and direct. Clear, concise, and direct. Clear, concise, and direct. And consistent repeat things like I just did for you. That's what locks it in so that you'll remember, oh, perhaps the reason I'm not getting the response I want from this loved one or coworker or boss is because I wasn't clear. And I ran on and on and on about it. And I I just talked too much. Talk, talk, talk. Concise. Okay. So let's try that. Be more clear, be more concise. Be sure that you're communicating what you want and need. And then the final part of that is allow. I want you to try something. I I believe this is safe even when you're driving. If you promise me, promise me, promise. If you're listening on the radio show, keep a hand on the wheel. If you're on the podcast, you can have both hands free as long as you're not driving. So Tap on your fingers, right hand or left hand, as long as you have five fingers available. If not, you could do it with your toes. It's harder with your toes. Ideally, you have five digits available, hands or feet. And I want you to type out the word allow, A-L-L-O-W, A-L-L-O-W, A-L-L-O-W. That is how to start practicing 
the art of allowing, allowing others to help you. When you ask, be willing to receive. It is very hard to do Dear Dana Mahina episode without someone watching my time. And I'm realizing I now only have time for one more question. So here we go. Okay. This question is about spiritual practice. This is a good one. This is somewhat, I guess, controversial. Yeah, it's controversial. Depending on your belief system, if you are someone that does not believe in universal spiritual types of practices, whether it's, I don't know, tarot readings or numerology or horoscopes or any of those things, feel free to tune out now. I will not be offended and I will never know. If you're open, even if you are someone that has more of a, what I'll call mainstream type of religious practice, you are open also to universal types of spiritual practices. This question might be applied to you as well. So listen in and see if this will help you in any way. So the spiritual question is around numerology. (laughs) And I, most of you know, I love to woo woo out. I love numerology. I love numbers. And by the way, I love math. I'm kind of a nerd. Those of you that know me know my background. I used to run an analyst firm. I love statistics. I love probabilities. And so the question is around numerology, which is how do I get started? So first of all, you have to be open to it. You clearly are because you asked the question and uh, I see your name. I'm not going to say it. I actually know who this is now in real time. I'm realizing, okay, that's good. And you're already into numerology. You're feeding me this question so others can get into it. I see how you work. Cool. I love it. Okay. My listeners helping other listeners. That's how we make harmony happen. Good job. So how do you get started in numerology? Well, there's this thing, there's this thing called Google uh, or Bing or whatever search engine you like, doesn't matter, search engine of your choice. And you start there. Okay. So I always believe in the three elements of educate, elevate, and activate. Educate, educate yourself. Don't let others educate you, not on a topic that's controversial. You need to know for yourself. I believe it. I don't. I might believe it. I'm in between. I'm curious. So if you're curious about something like numerology, then just Google it. Just search it and figure out for yourself if it's something you want to learn more about. That's step one. Step two, elevate. So once you've done the research and you've decided, I'm game, I'm going to give this a try because it's interesting or dynamic, or maybe it's just a fun party trick and you've had drink. Then you want to go into elevate, which is try it now. Try it before you buy it. Yeah, try it. So figure out your own number. That's the best way I have found to start. Those that have taught me so much about numerology, my own dabblings, I guess, over the last decade with it, what I find to be really true and helpful and interesting is look at your own number. And there are very specific ways to find that number. There's sort of the linear way, which isn't quite right, which is adding up your entire birthday, month, and year. So in my case, February 1st and the year not going to even say it, although you probably already know, you've heard how old I am a thousand times. You can do the reverse engineering and figure out the math. So you take the day, month, and year, the full year. If it's 19, it's 19. And then the other two numbers, if it's 
2000, like one of my daughters, the year 2000, that's an easy one because it's the number two, right? The zero, zero, zero doesn't count. You add it all up. Ideally, what you would want to do is check that on a website first to make sure you're doing it correctly. There are some double numbers that get complicated where you'll end up with, for example, like my husband, a 22, which is also a four. There are three master numbers in the numerology world, 11, 22, 33. There's probably others. I'm just not that well-versed in it. So look up your own number, make sure you do the math correctly, get help from a site, a search engine, and then read about yourself and really allow yourself to be honest. No one's looking, no one's listening. It's just you. And if it's accurate for you and helpful and insightful, the next thing I do is what I call the final step, which is activate. Try it in the real world. And in particular, if you're listening to the show, you're someone that wants to change. You're someone that wants to transform. You want to be a better you. You want to help others. And so take the list of the things you need to work on that numerology teaches us. I'll give you an example. I'm a nine, which is the humanitarian number. It's also the hermit. I need time alone. I need to be by myself. I need to refill my cup. I need to reset. I need to have those micro habits we talk about in the show. So I can continue giving and giving and giving and helping other people doing good in the world. And ideally not as much as I used to rescuing dogs. I have too many. So look at the dark side of it or the negative side or the shadow side. The humanitarian, the person like myself, that's always interested in helping others, sometimes gets to the point where they're so depleted, there's nothing left to give. And then we wonder why we're taking it on on our husband or wife or partner or neighbor or best friend or this show. I come ranting on the show. You listeners, you exhaust me. I wouldn't do that. I know better. So the numerology for me to this question on how do you get started with this kind of spiritual practice is insightful, validating, helpful, and mostly tells me what I already know about myself and what I need to look out for so that I too can keep up-leveling my humanity. Okay, that's it. Today's Dear Dana Mahina show. That's a wrap. Keep those questions coming. We'd love to hear from you. If you would tell us you listened on the radio podcast or both, that would be excellent. We'd really love to know. Sometimes it's hard to gauge where these comments are coming from. Continue to follow me on all of the places, all of the things on Instagram, Twitter. Connect with me on LinkedIn if you're a businessy kind of person or all of the above. And as we like to say at the end of the show, until next time. Ahuiho. <laughs>